Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. And now. Hello and welcome back to See Red UK. Where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. Where are you listening? If it's available, rate, review, subscribe. It all helps us out and you'll never miss another episode again. I'm Matt and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good. A uh, bit late coming into the recording studio slash car <laughs> tonight um, because I had to wait for a bit of a, a thunderstorm to pass or else you'd be listening to the rumblings of a thunderstorm in the background. Fair enough. <laughs> beats listening to the rumbling of trucks in the background for me. So, well, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously, this episode, we're going to talk about the the two games over the weekend, uh, give our opinions on them, a few talking points that have come from them, quick season review, and then a look ahead to the big game tomorrow night. So we'll get straight into it. Um, what, Friday night? Yep. We had a trip to Dallas to face the Mavs. And obviously we'll come away with a 115-112 win. Yeah. Um, obviously a nothing game. You know, all right, Mavs had Luca out there for the first quarter and a little bit. But apart from that, they didn't have anybody did. No, sorry, I was just catching a yawn there. No, um, we not that I'm finding you boring or anything. <laughs> no, um, yeah, Luca looked like he would rather be pretty much anywhere else but there, but he was there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, obviously, since since the game, it's been said that the NBA are going to investigate Mavs for tanking, which is a joke in itself. Yeah. 
uh, I mean, we all know we all know why they went into a free fall. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. because of tanking; it was because of a, a certain individual that they should never have signed. Hashtag the Kyrie effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously, we'll get into it after the after this quick talk about the game. But Bulls didn't exactly have their strongest lineup out there either. So, no. it was always going to be a bit of a. I don't know, a game you couldn't really get into, but nonetheless, I enjoyed it because uh, we won. <laughs> simply, um, obviously, to me, the same issues were there though. We it doesn't matter who we've got on the court; we can't seem to hit threes or stop. Can't them. Seem, yeah, can't seem to stop them. And well, we actually did all right on rebounds in this one, but yeah. Um. I mean, it's, it's an hard game to talk about, isn't it, really? Because what would you take from it? Yeah, it's, um, it's a weird one. You know, obviously, Kobe White ended up with the player of the game. 24 points, 7 rebounds, 11 assists. You know, 8 minutes, 20 points, 10 rebounds. P. Will had a solid game, 23 points, 8 rebounds. Against nobody's won it. Yeah, was so. So how much can you take out of it? You know what I mean. Um. Yeah, I mean I've got nothing else on that game until we get into the talking points after it. Like, don't know if you have. Yeah, no, not not a lot to take away from it really. Um, I kind of said that I thought they would lose, but then again, I didn't expect them to be playing. You know what? What's the what's the name of their um their G League team? Legends, isn't it? I think it's the Legends or something like that. Yeah. Which is basically, they may as well have just been fielded. Yeah. Um, and and we kind of had our bench playing. Yeah, that's in the minutes too. Yeah, um, just trying to stop someone on the phone here. Yeah, I mean, like I say, I think it was a a game as expected. Um, obviously, we we'll, we have got a few things to talk about after it, but. On to the Pistons game on Sunday, season finale. Um, and to me, the the biggest point that come out of it was Vooch and well, Vooch starting his eighty second game. P will playing in his eighty second game. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously in today's NBA, that's quite an achievement, mm-hmm. especially P will. You know, there's a couple of times where he's like rolled his ankle this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, oh, that's him going to be out for three, four games. And no, there he is. So it's just convenient that both of these players frustrate the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. And they're the two that have been there every game. <laughs> it's, it's true. You've had to enjoy them for the um, entire season. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, you know, a nothing game. Um, obviously, we had. We had everybody out there, you know, apart from Javante, everybody who was available played, didn't they? Yeah. At some point. Uh, the starters probably played too long. Um, yeah, I'd say so. In this game. But then at the same time, you know, Pistons just won't go away. And I don't know if that's, we were just going through the motions with it all or, you know, well, trying not to risk injuries and stuff uh, like that but. I don't know they were kind of playing like it was a bit of a almost an exhibition game for the first 
certainly the first quarter into the second quarter anyway, and until the Pistons kind of almost kind of took, did they even take the lead at one point? They certainly closed the gap. Yeah. Um, and uh, up until that point, it was just kind of messing around and showboating and throwing <laughs> throwing lobs and behind the back passes. And it, it was, I mean, it was, it was entertaining until it stopped working, but it was entertaining to watch. But it just yeah. goes to show the lack of seriousness that was put into this game, do you know? I mean, it was a game of three-second violations, wasn't it, as well? Oh, my God. It really... <laughs> it really like, let, let's be honest. You could go an entire season watching multiple teams across the NBA and not see one called yeah. from year to year to year. <laughs> and what was it? Four? So it was ridiculous, one. It? <laughs> it was four, three-second violations. Uh, that's just insane. That's a call that never gets called, and it was, it was like it was the hot ticket that night. Yeah, and again, you go back to the, obviously some of the stats. Yeah, it's a nothing game, but again, the same problems were there. Mm. Can't hit threes. All right, they only hit nine threes themselves, but. And we got completely out-rebounded as well, which, considering the final scoreline, is just it's just goes to show how nothing a game it was. And yeah. uh, like I say, starters probably played too much, and yeah, I think so. The bench players didn't play enough, uh, or yeah. the role players, whatever you want to call them. Uh, obviously, Dale and Terry got our player of the game. Uh, 10 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 3 steals, 1 block. Uh, it was a tough one to choose, wasn't it? Because it was like everybody played and nobody did anything. Yeah, just... you could have just thrown up all the names on a dartboard and hit one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd nice give it to young lad. You know, Vooch was showered and back in street clothes, wasn't he, by second half? So yeah. Yep. That goes to show how serious the game was, I guess. But yeah, um, I've got nothing else on it. I don't know if you have. Not really. Um, I don't think there was too much to take out of it apart from the fact that um, we told... Uh, well, one. <laughs> yeah, one. Uh, well, how many did he take? You took, I think he took three, did he? Uh, uh, yeah, one or two, three. Two, two, uh, one two, or two, two, yeah. One or yeah. two. 50%. <laughs> He didn't do anything else. Little, but... No, no, nothing else. His little celebration <laughs> as he walked down with his three fingers in the air. Yeah, All yeah. Right. He was waving. He's waving bye to Chicago there. I think. Oh, I, I think potentially that was what was going on there. He was like making his mark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, go back to our last episode, and in it we predict we would obviously give our predictions like we always do. Mm. Um, and what did you say? We'd lose them both. I said we'd lose them both, yeah. And I said we'd win them both, just to yeah. piss everybody off. And that kind of takes us into the talking points of why people were pissed off that we'd actually won two games. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, obviously people were starting to put out um, percentages of where we'd fall in, or potentially fall in the draft if we finished in such and such a position with so many wins, so many losses, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously Bulls, being Bulls, go out and get the two wins and completely fuck it all up for everybody. <laughs> um, and 
I mean, it's not. It wasn't exactly a tank that everybody was expecting, but it was. I guess putting ourselves in a better position for a higher sort of potential draft pick. Mm-hmm. That's obviously what was exciting to people. Yeah, and I get it. I do, but to me, no, it's just it shouldn't have been an option. Um, you know, because what four or five days earlier. We were, everyone was pushing for that eighth spot or saying we needed to win to get it, you know. So yeah. in the space of a week, we've gone from we need to win, we need to win to now nah, let's lose. But you know, I, think, and... I think the reasoning behind it is that, you know, everybody wanted to win when there was a chance to get higher. But when they knew that they were locked into the 10th place anyway, regardless of wins or losses it, with the remaining two games of the season, then it became about increasing percentage points in order to improved chances of doing better in the draft or getting somewhere in the draft. Right, which, yeah, like you say, I get it. You get it. We get it. But the chances are so slim anyway. Yeah, that that's a bit I can't I can't get on board with. You know what I mean? It was I can't remember the percent. Was it something like 20% or something like that we were yeah, going up to? Moving up from 10% to 20% or something, in and around there. Yeah. But say we, we lost them two games. And we're at that twenty percent, but then we end up winning the next two games. Obviously, Raptors and whether it's Hawks or Heat, whoever. Yeah. So I mean, it's, what are people wanting us to lose them two games as well to to get a twenty percent chance at a top four pick? Ooh. Which you know, chances are we get five, six, or more than likely seven. Yeah. And and then it, you've got to, then it's going to go back to. The whole Vooch trade, in it, and yeah, whether it was a thing or not, you know, a good thing or not, um, which you know, at, at the minute, I think everybody's kind of trending towards it wasn't. So imagine then giving Magic another top ten pick. <laughs> yeah, that trade looks a hell of a lot worse then, doesn't it? So, well, it does, yeah, for sure. You know, so to me. I get, I mean, how can you say to players as well, you know, when you go on that court, don't be competitive. Just, I know, yeah, it's just not in their nature. Especially in these two games where there's nothing on it and you're playing, I mean, which we're going to get into in a minute, your G League guys, your, your end of bench guys who have not had a shot all season. Mm-hmm. You know, this is their chance. This is their chance to either showcase yourself to the Bulls to come back next year, mm-hmm. showcase itself to any other NBA team that wants to take a shot on them. Yeah. You know, especially someone like Carly Jones, who's probably the most that's in limbo at the minute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I'd say he'll get a contract, an NBA contract uh, for next season. I don't see it being with the Bulls, to be honest, but I do think that he's going to pick up an NBA contract. Yeah. So, I mean, how would you turn around to the G League MVP? the top scorer in the G League and say, right, we're going to play you, but, you know, you're going to get maybe 20 minutes. I don't know what you ended up with, but say 20 minutes, for example. But when you go out there, just just don't do it. <laughs> you know, don't let the NBA see that you, you can actually do something. Just, yeah. you know, lose the game for us. Because then he's, he ends up back in the G League and that's not where he wants to be. No, you know what exactly. I mean? So, 12 minutes he got. Yeah. You know, so to me, that, 
it shouldn't have even been an option. Yeah. See, my my concern with winning the two games, my bigger concern, I think I said this on the last pod, is we know that they can't win more than three games in a row. (laughs) So I thought at least (laughs) if they lose one of the two games, it sets them up to maybe win the next two one-and-done games that are coming up. Yeah, and at least get a shot at the playoffs. And get a shot at the playoffs. Whereas now, (laughs) now that they've already won two, Okay, at best, maybe might beat Toronto, but there's no way they can win four games in a row because we know they can't do it. They've done it all season. So they're going to go out to Atlanta or Miami, whoever it is that's next in line. Does it Does it count now, though? Now we've had that little, we've finished the regular season. Well, and... that's the big question, I guess. <laughs> that's the big question. And we, we shall see how that goes. Yeah. Uh... I mean, the other thing to me was, you know, whether right or wrong to play the starters. Um, first off, well, play them, and then second off, play them as much as they actually did Yeah. in these two games. You know, obviously, the Mavs won. It was really only Vooch and Caruso that you're kind of worrying about as a starter. Um, you know, it's... We kind of needed them in that game as well, though, to get to get the win, which kind of goes back to should we have been winning? Mm. Um, and then obviously in the second one, Billy had already said that everybody was going to play, didn't he? He had um, because the sport, the medical staff, they didn't want them sitting around for a week or whatever. And to me, I haven't got a problem with them playing. I've got a problem with them playing as much as they did. Right. I mean, if the medical yeah. staff are leaning towards them playing, fine, great, wonderful. But Billy makes the final decision as to how much they play. Yeah. And I suppose when you look at it from another point of view as well, had they been the fifth or the sixth seed, they probably wouldn't have even played all last week. Mm. Or did it, um, you know, give them sparse minutes, do you know what I mean? And like, first two games, Zach don't play, then... Demard on play, you know, they just separated it all out. I'd have thought, you know what I mean, and yeah. But obviously, we weren't in that position, so you know. But we're still in a position where we knew how the season was finishing for us. Exactly, he was locked in. And at one point, I think you said in the thread as well, it looked like Kobe rolled his ankle. Yeah, <clears throat> and that was the risk that we were taking, and it very nearly. Bitters on the ass, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we need Kobe. Um, you know, I don't think Kobe's quite as Wolverine as P. Will. If he rolls his ankle, chances <laughs> are he's going to miss or miss however many it's games, time. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then to me, the second part of the starters getting so many minutes is the fact that players we wanted to see get minutes didn't or didn't get as many minutes as we wanted them to see. Dale and Terry, Carly Jones. Terry Taylor, you know, maybe even throw Marco's name in there. Um, because, like like I said before, it was their chance to to show what they can do. And especially Dale and Terry. He's right. the one, I think, that's probably pissed a lot of people off in the sense that we didn't see him for anywhere near as long as we wanted to. He, to me, he should have started them two games. You know, just does nothing on them start him yeah know. absolutely just 
because it, like we've said before, he's an absolute lunatic out there, <laughs> you know. And we need to see what what he can actually do. You know, can he control a game from the start? Can he, you know? I mean, there was times in that Mavs game when he was on Luca as well. Yeah, you know. So what an experience that's going to have been for him. He's probably the best player he's come up against in his short NBA career. Yeah. All right. How how much Luca was actually going for it's a different thing, but you know that's what we kind of wanted to see. So that's what that's the, the bit that's pissed me off with the how long the starters played anyway, um, and obviously the risk of injury. So yeah, I don't know if you've got anything else on that. No, there's there's not a lot else to say. You pretty much covered everything. I was going to talk about the uh, the Kobe thing. Thankfully, it amounted to nothing, but he certainly rolled the ankle at one point and hobbled back up the court, but he seemed to manage to shake it off, thankfully. But, you know, you've pretty much covered everything I was going to say anyway. So, yeah. yeah. That's it. To me, I was excited to see Terry Taylor play as well. And, I mean, what did he end up with? Something like 15 minutes in the Pistons game? 15 minutes uh, and three seconds. You know, and... He's getting a lot of praise as well, isn't he, from yeah. around the Bulls nation. You know, you had Stacey King saying there's five Terry Taylors out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, so to me, this is that it was their game when he kind of got took away from them. It was, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go to the ad read and then we'll come in with our quick season review. Yeah. One second here. Let me just get myself ready and lined up here. Um, you can just talk amongst yourselves. Right, here we go. <laughs> yes, so uh, as we've been saying recently with our uh, last few pods, we have struck up a partnership with uh, Victory Sports UK. Very, very proud of this uh, partnership that we managed to get with them. And um, going forward, as you may have already noticed, we have started doing the Victory Sports UK Bull of the game, uh, which we we can talk about in a minute, seeing as we did get two wins. Victory Sports UK is a UK-based sports apparel and equipment store where you can get your NBA and other sporting goods. Get kitted out in your favourite team gear and rep your squad. And all C-Red UK group members and followers can avail of a special discount code for 15% off their entire range, including products that are already on sale. Just make sure you are liking and following C-Red UK on Twitter or become part of the C-Red UK group on Facebook and Insta to receive your exclusive discount code on request. Visit victorysportsuk.co.uk to seal your victory with Victory Sports UK. Fantastic. Yeah, so obviously that Pistons game put an end to the the regular season. And we're just going to quickly give our opinions on it. Not so much a review because obviously that's still to come. When we finally know where this this season's going to finish, mm. yeah, eighty-two games, and we've finished with a record of forty forty-two. So what's that? One below five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't fantastic. It's not. It's not the end of the world either. But when you look at the games that we lost or some of the teams that we lost against, more to the case. We should have been well above 500. Yes, we should have been. And that's going to be 
what everyone looks back on for this season, isn't it? Yeah. You know, was it magic at this the the um the thing over us, the the, the tie break over us, was it three one they had it? Uh, uh yes, I think so. Pacers, another one, three one. Um obviously Wizards, we had it over them, but it was kind of two all in the series, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um you know, and they're teams that were below us. They finished below us by quite some way as well in the end. And it's essentially them teams that have fucked it for us. Yeah. You know, then you look at losing to the Rockets, uh, Spurs. Uh, obviously, we lost both games to OKC, didn't we? Yeah. You know, and I think that's what people are going to look back on when... When you think that we tied the series with Bucks, um, Sixers, Celtics, obviously yeah. we we swept Heat, didn't we? Uh, can't remember what we got against Nets. Was it? Two, we won that series, didn't we? Against Nets. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. You know, so the teams above us, all right, bearing the ones that are closest to us, we either matched or beat in the series. And the teams below us swept us pretty much, you know, barring one game. And you just think think to yourself, how have they done that? You know what I mean? How have we gone from they were the only teams we could beat to the teams that we can't beat? It was and... it was the year of we said it was going to be the year of the goat, but it ended up being the year of Bulls Logic. <laughs> <laughs> Bulls Logic was born, and and. Games that any games that we should have won, could have won, were lined up to win, we lost. And the games against the teams that by right should have been better than us were the ones that we were winning. I mean, it just was crazy. Yeah. And I mean, you go back to the start, and to me, the, the problems were well, they started at the top with AK. You know what I mean? We've said it often enough roster construction and this whole thing of when Lonzo or when we're healthy, he didn't say Lonzo, did he? He said, when we're healthy, this is a playoff team. We weren't healthy. Nope. <laughs> nope. And it took them all year to realise that. That was the that was the troubling point because it's not like you just get the start of the season to make moves and then you're presented with whatever you're presented with for the season and that's it. You know, there are opportunities and windows as the season progresses to make moves, to make transfers and trades. And they just didn't do it. No. You know, okay, we got Pat Bev. And that ended up being a very positive thing. And, you know, we made a change and it worked out and it became a good move. But we needed more of them. We needed more change. We needed more moves. And it just wasn't there. It just didn't happen. And who knows where we could have been if they had gone out and got a legitimate three-point shooter. Yeah. And like I say, to me, it's all all down to the roster construction. Yeah. Which went back to last off-season. We knew Lonzo wasn't going to be fit coming into the season. So as as you described it, we brought Goran in as that band-aid. He didn't even finish the season with us. No. So, to me, that's a big, you know, negative signing. 
I'm not. That's not a knock on Goran because he was good while he was here. We enjoyed him while he was. Yeah, here. I really enjoyed Goran for us. But you know, and obviously, yeah, I think whether it was his age, the fact that he'd played in uh, Eurobasket through the off season, it just seemed to run out of steam, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. And that was always the worry. That's why people weren't impressed with that signing. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the Drummond signing, and again. Bulls Nation's divided on it. Personally, I don't mind it. I think he's been good, which is something obviously we'll we'll talk about next week. When, yeah. Well, depending when we do our proper season review and player yeah. reviews and stuff like that. But I will hold my tongue until then. <laughs> you know, it's not really the move that we needed. No. It was a good move, but not the one we needed. Didn't neither of them signings filled the gaps that we had they just didn't move the needle enough and that was the problem yeah so then you know you you come to you know post all-star break and we've looked a completely different team as well haven't we yeah can play point guard adds that little bit of intensity bit of defence and stuff like that in Pat Bev mm-hmm. but then you look at the Hawks game last week and they couldn't get up for it Zach even admitted they didn't want it as much as the Hawks and that that to me is another problem is the mentality has not been right all season you know obviously we've we had that blowout against um, Timberwolves where it all went well that, they had a massive blowout themselves didn't they yeah in the locker room and it's just yeah to me it's been a frustrating very frustrating season Um and obviously, as anyone who listens to this knows, I've been out on this team since Christmas. Um, and it's just, yeah, they keep slowly dragging me back in, but then <laughs> completely let me down again. So it's just, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know what your your take on the season is. Yeah, I mean, it's not terribly dissimilar to you, um, except for, uh, I think... I tried to hang in there a little bit more, more that maybe than you did. Um, tried to believe a little bit longer. Tried to keep the faith as much as I possibly could. But you know, it was it was like a toxic relationship this year with the Bulls. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you 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 get into these situations where you feel battered and bruised as a result of it. But then they promise you that it'll be better next time and it won't happen again. And 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 then it kind of gets better for a little while and and then it does happen again and you know and this is the way all season long I mean you know as I've already kind of said and we've spoken about so many times you can't go through an 82 game NBA season not managing to string together more than three wins in a row yeah especially when the schedule sometimes works out in in your favour as well yeah yeah exactly And, and and that was such a problem because when the schedule worked in our favour as you say against teams we should be beating where we've had plenty of rest uh, or where they haven't had plenty of rest and theoretically they should be the tired team off the back you know on playing us against second night of a back-to-back with very limited sleep or rest those sorts of situations and we blew it time and time and time again yeah and 
it was so frustrating because any time it felt like we were in a position to start making up a bit of ground, we seemed to either lose ground or just stagnate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I say, I've been out on it since Christmas and getting dragged back in and then <laughs> falling again. And I don't think I'm the only one as well that's been, been like that. Oh no. But, oh no. But you know what? I'm excited for what's coming this well tomorrow. And that's that's I think that's what frustrates me even more with this team is <laughs> I can still get excited by it. Yeah. I, I, but then I get excited and then I have a major disappointment. And <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh I mean like I said, we, we didn't want to go too too deep on our like little review and opinion there because something we'll get into when we actually know how the season truly finishes. Yes. Um, you know, I don't know if people have seen on the socials, obviously we've been running our player award um, sort of votes and stuff like that, which we've done now because it was a end of season or a regular season thing. Um, but we'll, We'll get into it properly. Uh, well, whenever the season's well and truly finished, mm-hmm. and also go over our pre-season predictions, <laughs> um, which is where the awards were first. Um, well, we predicted them basically. Do we? Do we have to go back over that? Do we? <laughs> yeah, because yours was ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> like I said, I was very positive. I was very high at the start of the season. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Yeah. Like... But like I say, that's something for you to all look forward to, <laughs> hopefully. Um yeah. as I rip Neil for being ridiculous. Yeah, well. <laughs> hopeful. That's what I was. Yeah. I was hopeful. So that six is on to tomorrow night where quite literally it is go big or go home for the Bulls yeah win or that's it done bags yeah obviously as everyone knows we'll be going for a little trip up to Toronto to face the Raptors who finished the season 41-41 so 500 um, obviously they've got the season well they had the tie break over us didn't they for the season yeah and as I've said on this plenty of t- well pretty much every time we face them I don't mind Raptors as a team they're not a team that I, I hate or anything like that but I hate playing them and for obviously what's going around on the socials and other podcasters and stuff like that, they cannot exactly making it feel me feel any better about it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because all you hear is the negative side to facing the Raptors. You know the fact that obviously they're a long team, they rebound better than us, they make us turn the ball over. To just and that's why I don't like facing them. But we have shown we can beat them. And that's the, the problem with Bulls as well, isn't it? Is 
we've shown we can beat them, but we've shown we can not even compete with them at times. Yeah. Um, you know, and the injury report, apart from Lonzo, obviously, we're clean and they've got Otto Porter out for the season, but they're clean as well. Bulls legend. Oh, yeah, he's got his ring now, hasn't he? So he doesn't need to play anymore. Um, and yeah, look, it's it's essentially game seven, isn't it? Yeah, is. it, you know, it's <laughs> goes back to last week. Who wants it more? Right, we know how that plays out. Yes, yes, we do. <laughs> um, and obviously. I don't know if you've heard the comment that Billy made about when they've played him through the season and obviously we got out-rebounded and he said it's nothing to do with size, it's to do with technique. Uh, look, I, 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 I see his point to a certain degree. I mean, there are some great rebounders in the league that aren't necessarily tall or sizable players, but it helps. Well, the thing is, you've got Alex Caruso out there, who's what six, 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 something like that. Yeah. You put just off the top of my head, OG Ananobi behind him at what six? I don't know what he is, six ten, six foot eleventy. Yeah. Yeah, with stupidly long arms. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good Caruso is at rebounding. The maths just doesn't help. Yeah, right. You know, and that's something again with bulls, isn't it? We've failed at maths. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much all season. So, yeah, I get it. You know, because you do get people. Obviously, Pat Bev rebounds pretty well. Kobe yeah. rebounds pretty well, but, but they tend to be the long rebounds. Right. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. With nobody around them, <laughs> yeah, they just seem to be able to get in the right place to catch it. Yeah. The, um, the problem is rebounding in the paint. Which to me, that's where we're going to need the likes of P. Will and Drummond to really step up. We know what Vooch is. Yeah. He's. <laughs> it's a double double machine, but how many of his rebounds does he actually work for? Right. A lot of the time, it's just because he has standing in position underneath his own ring. Most of, them, most of the defensive, or most of the rebounds he gets are defensive. And because the ball falls to him. They just fall to him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> now, and that's not, a, that's not a slight on Vooch. That's not a knock on Vooch. Because, you know, he does that particularly well. And he has got good hands. The, the problem is, is when he has to fight for the rebound um, at either end, but particularly on the offensive end, he doesn't excel that way. Unlike Drummond, that's where Drummond does do particularly well. Because... You see Drummond when he's going for the rebounds, the arms are outstretched and he's kind of trying to jump his body in towards the body of the other player as he's trying to catch the ball. Yeah. Vooch doesn't do that. Yeah. I mean, let's say, to me, we need Drummond to have a good game. But we literally need him to be Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Don't do anything but rebound. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Just come in, give Vooch a rest from Pertle destroying him and just rebound don't Euro step it don't go coast to coast rebound (laughs) 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's what we need from him. And then P will we need we need that eight rebounds a game, P will, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And we again, do. I wouldn't be bothered if P will puts up zero points. Because, well, I'd like to see one sexy rainbow three. Well, I know you would. Yeah. But it's like we've said all along with him. If he can influence it on the defensive end, you know, as long as everybody else is stepping up and hitting threes, you know, Zach's getting to the rim, Kobe's coming off the bench and doing his thing. As long as people's getting them rebounds, that stops Raptors. You know, them second chance points, doesn't it? It's yeah. just... Well, I guess it's easier said than done, especially when you, you sat 3,000 miles away or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> it's easy enough for us to say that's what we need to do. But, you know, I think another player who could have a solid game or needs to have a solid game is DJJ. If he's going to get in the rotation, that is. Cause well, obviously... that's it's a bigger question, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you know what you're getting from Caruso in that starting lineup, And then you know, well, you know what you want to expect from Will when he comes in. But then that's where Drummond and DJJ is the next big thing, isn't it? You know, Considering he said it's all about technique and you've got one of the best rebounders in the league on the bench in Drummond, is DJJ going to get in? Yeah. I um, I don't think you'll see many minutes unless Billy is getting desperate. And if that's the case, then we're already in the shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. And to me, another big thing with this matchup is Nick Nurse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I- I don't think he's a fantastic coach, but he makes adjustments faster than Billy does. He he sort of rides his players as well, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Doesn't matter, you know. Say if he had Drummond, for example, if Drummond's got a couple of fouls, he's staying out there. Mm-hmm. Whereas Billy will go, that's it. You're sitting for the next three games now. Yeah, you know, and we've seen it before, obviously, this season where he's challenged things. At, was it like in the first quarter as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was recently. Yeah, and and he tends to win them. So, to me, do what you, you know, the players can do what they need to do, but Billy's got to step up as well. Mm-hmm. And this is it's not obviously do or die for him, but if he can get a win in this game, I think it goes some way to you know the pitchforks going away for him. Yeah, I think so. But at the same time, on the flip side of that, if he doesn't coach well, or if it it, it ends up in a position where he can be blamed for the loss. Then uh, not only will the pitchforks be out, but they'll be uh, they'll be burning the um, the hair the hay house down around him. <laughs> yeah. So I'll ask you the question: Win or lose, season over or season continues? Now, do you want me to answer that with my head or my heart? Um. Well, I take it they're different answers. They are different answers. Yeah, they are different answers. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, my head, my head says loss. Right, but my heart says win, and you know, just in case people haven't picked up on it over the course of this season since we've been doing the podcast, I'm a fairly emotive guy, and <laughs> I do tend to lead with my heart more than my head more often than not, um, and I will. I will follow follow my heart on this occasion and I say that we beat the Raptors because I think they're the tougher team for us to beat and then we lose against either Miami or Atlanta because they're the team that you would expect us to win. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm going to go the same. Uh, oh. It shocked some people. Uh, I don't know why. I've just... There's something there that's telling me we're going to win it. I don't know what it is. Um... I mean, if we don't win it, I want it to be competitive at least. Yeah. I don't want it to be where it's another case of they wanted it more. You know, I want every player out there to go out there like it's game seven. Right. And if they do that and we lose, at least they can hold their heads up and say, we'll give it, you know, give it our best shot. We were just outdone by a better team. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they go out like they did against Hawks and it's like, nah, they wanted it more than us, then that's it. Do you know what I mean? It's You've finished the season, done. Fuck off to Cancun, wherever it is you're going. Give your head a shake and you think to yourself, do I want to be an NBA player? Because if I can't get up for what is now the biggest game of the season, if I can't want it more than my opponent, why am I even bothering? Yeah. And it's like I've always said, I can take a loss as long as there's effort and energy there. And, yeah. So, I don't know. I just think... It's, again, it goes back to that Pat Bev effect. You know, I can't see him letting heads drop in a game like this. Yeah. Um, I can't see him not holding players accountable. You know, if he sees them doing something they shouldn't be doing or not doing something they should be doing, he's going to grip them. And I mm-hmm. think this is where we're going to see the return of the Pat Bev effect as well. In the postseason? Yeah. You know, I think it's kind of dwindled a little bit the last couple of weeks. You know, people have kind of gone, he's there, but he's not really. I just, and I just think... I don't know. I think Zach. I think Zach's going to go off. Yeah, I do too. <clears throat> and yeah. <laughs> so yeah, obviously both going for wins and for different reasons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Um, obviously the games tomorrow night. Uh, well, it's Thursday morning for us. I think we we aim to be back Thursday night. Yeah. With another episode. Yeah. Where? Who knows. <laughs> Could be um, going home as well. Yeah, we we could be wrapping up the season, <laughs> or we could be talking about the uh, the next game that's coming up around the corner. Yeah, so fingers crossed. It's the uh, it's the latter. Hmm. But yeah, uh, I've got nothing else. I don't know if you have. Nope. But yeah, as usual. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Um, keep interacting with us on the socials, as we love it. You know. Uh, as we keep saying, some some exciting stuff coming, content-wise and other stuff with us as well. Um, 
And as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And you can find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. Uh, again, we'd like to thank you for tuning in, not just today, but uh, throughout the entire season with us. Um, it's been a rough ride for most of us. We've been on a roller coaster. It's been uh, nice to know that we've been on it together. Uh, please do feel <laughs> free to leave your comments. We're both always active on the socials and we will continue to be even through the off-season, the post-season, the off-season and uh, into Summer League and onwards. So do stay in contact. Um, don't forget to subscribe and give us the uh, important five-star review. And uh, the C-Red group still keeps going. And, and like Matt said to you last week, we do have other things in the pipeline coming up. So stay tuned, listen out for those. And uh, until next time, wherever you are in the world, see red and go Bulls. Percolator. It's time for the percolator. Percolator.